Five Shots. I'm Bree. And I'm Joe. And this is Fort Hood Part 2. Oh, yeah. Yeah. About time. Sorry. I mean, that wasn't technically my fault. A little bit. It's life's fault. Yeah. Life's hard. Yeah. Crap happens. Mm-hmm. So, we discussed everything. So, we discussed how Fort Hood came to be. Everything that happened since opening in 1942. Right. If you haven't listened to part one, please go back and listen to that episode first. It'd be beneficial for you to listen to the first It'll one. help things make sense, because at this point, you're going to come in here in craziness right off the bat. Boom, right in there. So we discussed everything that happened up to the year 2020. Well, right. almost everything. There's little things here and there that I just, I can't hit everything. And then in 2020, we had an abundance of events. So it's going to take up our entire episode. Part one is everything up to 2020. Part two is just 2020. I'm not even going to go past 2020. Savvy? Okay. So we're doing 2020 is the end, and we're almost at the end, but it's more like where it actually gets crazy. Yeah, this is insane. Okay. Let's do it. Just jump right in here. Private Eric Hogan was originally from New Hampshire, but joined the Army in 2019, and that's when he was sent to Fort Hood. Then we have, so that's Private Eric Hogan. Then we have Private First Class Anthony Peake Jr., who was from Florida, and he joined the Army in 2017. He was also sent to Fort Hood in 2019. So both of these guys come to Fort Hood 2019. Mm -hmm. On February 1st, 2020, so the next year, around 7 p.m., Eric and Anthony were in Anthony's Mustang driving on Highway 195, headed south. That's when they crossed the grass median, hitting someone who was driving a Hyundai Elantra. Hmm. All three men pronounced dead at the scene. Okay. What's strange is that the only thing I can find as to why the Mustang crossed the median is that they were traveling at least 100 miles per hour and just crossed the median. I mean, I'm sure they did a toxicology test, right? There's no record of, like, they don't mention. So even if they did a toxicology test, it had to have been negative for everything because they don't mention it in any news reports. If they did a toxicology, if they didn't do it, they didn't do it. If they did it, and it, something was positive, they would have mentioned it somewhere, and it's not mentioned at all. Hmm. The other strange thing is that half the articles I read mentioned that there was a third passenger in the Mustang with Eric and Anthony. Well, a second passenger. No. So, well, okay, sorry. You're right, yeah. John. The driver, yeah. passenger, passenger. Right. So a second passenger. Okay. Another soldier that was transported to a hospital. However, 
Okay. Some of the reports say that there were just two people in the Mustang. Well, and then others say that, that there were three. That wouldn't shock me real hard, real bad, because, I mean, it's not uncommon to see just stupid reporters making well, stupid stories. Well, none of stories, the reports but... mention a name. They're saying that, so, okay, so some of them say that there were just two and they were both pronounced dead at the scene. Mm-hmm. And some say that there was three and one was also a soldier but was transported to a hospital. Hmm. But they give no names. Now, are you sure they weren't getting that confused with the one in the Hyundai? Now, that could be reporter error. But even the one in the Hyundai right, was not I'm transported saying. to the hospital. He was pronounced dead at the scene as well. Right. And they have his name. Monche Chatsuan. Hmm. And if wow. there was a third person in the car mm-hmm. that was transported to the hospital that obviously didn't pass away because they would have said. Right. Why wouldn't they be able to say what caused the car to cross the median? It doesn't even say under investigation or anything. I mean, it's just... No. It's just like, oh, this happened. Yep. Yep, it's done. That's weird. So Eric Hogan was laid to rest at the New Hampshire State Veterans Cemetery. He was 19 years old. Mm-hmm. Anthony Peake Jr. was laid to rest at the Florida National Cemetery, and he was 21 years old. That can really be chalked up to just stupid kids getting out of control. and Right. It's just weird that, I don't know. That the news articles are not yeah. consistent with each other is right. what I find odd. Yeah. Most of the time, and you you may feel the same way as I do, when, when we're researching an event that has happened... Oh, Almost every news article is literally word for word exactly the same. Yeah, but I do notice that I'll find little inconsistencies that, like I was saying about the third or the second passenger versus possibly the person in the Hyundai. I've seen that a million times where they they tell you a detail. Like, for example, that's uh, the, 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 when we were talking about the Icebox Killer. Mm-hmm. When they said, so one one report said that there was blood found on a keyhole going in, in the door going to the attic. And then the other report was the fact that he had used a keyhole saw to cut up oh, the yeah. bodies. And it was just a stupid reporter that didn't know what a keyhole saw was. So they saw right. a keyhole and they said, oh, well, there was blood on a keyhole. And they assumed it was the door to the attic. And they wrote this story. So, right. That happens a lot when it's little inconsistencies with people that are ignorant of the the facts or the reality of what's going on. Right. But I don't know. You never know with this kind of well, thing. Well, I think in this case, I'm going to assume that there were two people in the Mustang, one guy in the Hyundai, and they were all killed. Yeah. Prob- and they were probably going way too fast, lost control, crossed the median, boom. Right. That's probably what happened. Okay, so that was in February. We will move on to March. Mm -hmm. Specialist Shelby Tyler Jones was born March 9th, 1999. and was originally from Louisiana and entered the Army in 2017. Okay. In 2018, he was deployed to Iraq and returned the following year when him and his wife Emily moved to Temple. Um, So, obviously, that 
it brings Shelby to Fort Hood. Mm-hmm. On February 29th, 2020, Shelby goes out with friends, some fellow soldiers, to a club called Dreams. That club has since been renamed. It's now Naked City. <laughs> okay. And it is still there. It's right down the road from Guns Galore. Of course it is. Highway 195. <laughs> the soldiers are out of this club until, you know, early morning, March 1st. They end up in the parking lot and Shelby gets shot. Hmm. They load up in the car and they drive off with Shelby. When they leave the club, they're headed north on Highway 195, which is back towards the base. Yeah. They get less than half a mile down the road when they pull off into a Chevron gas station. It's called Mickey's. A 911 call is placed around 3 a.m. stating that a soldier was shot in the parking lot of this gas station. What? Mm Mm-hmm. Now, hold on. Now, these are his friends. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. What? Okay, weird. The reports that I read say that the guys pulled over to the gas station because they saw a police officer there and was hoping that he could help. But he couldn't help. Well, I mean, he's a police officer. I mean, yeah, but he can at least call it in. You're not going to have to call. Well, I mean, somebody did. He did or or they did. But a 911 call comes in and says that a soldier was shot, shot at the gas station. Right. But now, I guess this is another one of those things. What? So did the report come in saying he was shot at the gas station or did the report come in saying he was shot and he was at the gas station? I'm going to assume the report came in saying that he was shot at the gas station. The reason why I say that is because I'm, I wanted to make a point mm-hmm. uh, to say that he shot at the gas station because he wasn't, he was shot at a strip club. Right. But his official report on the military website or whatever mm-hmm. says that he was shot at the gas station. Ah. But I, so I feel like, they're saying that to avoid saying that he was shot at a strip club. I mean, I guess military honor type stuff, maybe. Probably. They His wife it. may have not not may have not appreciated that. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, Shelby was pronounced dead at three forty-five a.m. on scene. Mm. As of today, twenty twenty-two, the last update to his case, says, quote, Bell County Grand Jury did not take action on this case based on information presented. End quote. Yeah. And, quote, his death was listed as a non-criminal justified homicide. End quote. What? A justified homicide? (laughs) So I looked this up. A non-criminal homicide includes killing in self-defense, right. an accidental death like a hunting accident or automobile collision without a violation of law like reckless driving or carrying out a sentence of execution. Well, okay, so it could be self-defense. That's what the, they could, could be going for that. Right. 
I mean, if he starts a fight, pulls a knife, pulls a gun, whatever, and gets shot. Uh-huh. Hmm. Security at the club say that they have surveillance of the entire parking lot, but captured no shooting. Wow. As a matter of fact, they interviewed one of the security guards, which I'm not saying he's not credible, but he's a security guard at a strip club. Yeah. And he was basically like, he said that somebody ran inside and said, Shelby got shot, you know, that kind of thing. And so he goes outside and they're taken off in the car and he saw nothing. Hmm. Yeah, but you would think you'd see it on camera. Right, he said that he didn't see a shooting on camera. Hmm. Fellow soldiers that were with Shelby when he was shot have only spoke with law enforcement regarding the shooting. Mm-hmm. When I say that, like, they all attended his funeral, but would not tell the family what happened. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like... It sounds like they're hiding something, whether it be what they were doing at the strip club mm-hmm. or who shot him or both. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It sucks. Yeah. Shelby was laid to rest at the Bala Cemetery in LaSalle Parish in Louisiana. Bala? Yeah. Okay. It's my story and I'm sticking to it. I mean, I'll buy it. I'm not going to look it up. I'll just buy it. You should. It's in Louisiana. Yeah. So, I mean, I basically speak French, so that's fine. <laughs> okay, so that was on March 1st. Just a few days later, there's another incident. Specialist Christopher Wayne Sawyer, born December 13, 1990, had joined the Army in 2017 as a wheeled vehicle mechanic. Mm-hmm. And was sent to Fort Hood in May of 2018. Wheeled vehicle mechanic. Yep. Uh, so on March 5th, 2020, Christopher was found unresponsive in his home on the base. Hmm. I can't find a whole lot of detail about what happened. I imagine it's because it happened on post. And so... They're able to keep that a little more tight lip. Right. Um, I can say that he was found unresponsive, and from the very beginning, the reports say foul play is not suspected. Hmm. The case was later closed, and CID ruled his death a suicide. Wow. No means of suicide? And that, that's what I'm saying, like... The only thing that all of the reports say is that he was found unresponsive. And I feel like because it it was on post, like it was inside the base, Mm -hmm. they're, you know, they're able to keep all of that super tight. Because they don't have to provide anything to the public. Right. They have their own police. They can do their own research, do their own investigation, and then just close it and not tell anybody anything. Right. Mm. 
it does not say where he rests, but his decorations include the Army Achievement Medal, Global War on Terrorism Medal, National Defense Service Medal, and the Army Service Ribbon. Hmm. All right, moving on. Specialist Freddie B. De La Cruz Jr. was born May 3rd, 1996 as a twin in Florida. He entered the Army in 2017 and was assigned to Fort Hood in 2018. On March 14th, 2020, at around 1 a.m., police respond to gunshots at the Summerlin Apartments. Okay. When they got there, they weren't able to locate anything, so they left. Then, almost an hour later, officers receive a call saying that there was a water leaking from like one apartment to the one below it mm. at the Summerlin par- apartments. So when they get there, they go to the, you know, the apartments that they're saying is leaking. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they find the door open. You know, they announce themselves, do all the pro- protocol that they have to do. And they go in and they find three people dead. Mm. Army veteran, Shaquan Markel Alred, mm-hmm. uh, Asia Klein, and Freddie. So, two guys and a girl? Yeah. Okay. And you said Freddie. Freddie. The one I was talking about at the beginning. Right, okay, Freddie. The twin. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. Uh, Shaquan was found on the couch with a video game controller in his lap. Tell me, that's rude. Asia was found in the bathroom, and Freddie was found on a bed. Mm. They recovered 17 9mm casings. Mm. So they heard gunshots, gunshots. Mm-hmm. Mm. But they <laughs> couldn't locate it, so they left. <laughs> that's insane. I feel like that's a little... (laughs) Anyway, apparently they were all roommates, and there was actually a fourth roommate who was at work at the time of the shooting. Hmm. So the roommate said that the last she talked to them was earlier in the night. She says that she talked to Shaquan, and he said that a friend of theirs, Bernard Murrow, was supposed to be coming over. But other than that, she said she doesn't have a clue, like who would want to hurt them or like how anybody would even be able to get into the apartment because they always kept it locked. Yeah. Then an anonymous soldier went to an an anonymous soldier went to investigators and said that he had sold a nine millimeter gun to Bernard. Hmm. So they kind of keep an eye out for him. Because they don't really have, I mean, like, they don't have any arrest, any, like, reason to arrest him or, like, to approach him, I guess, at this point. They just have an anonymous soldier that's like, I want to be anonymous, but I'm going to tell you something. Mm-hmm. But I don't have any proof, but this happened. Right? Right. On March 20th, six days after the shooting, Bernard is pulled over for multiple traffic violations. Officers brought in drug dogs who found a backpack in the car containing a 9mm gun. Mm. 
so he was arrested and brought in for questioning. Bernard claims that he stole the backpack a few days before from some guys playing basketball in the park. (laughs) (laughs) So, (laughs) without, like, ballistics or anything like that, they had to let him go. Wait. Because they don't have anything on him. Without ballistics? Like, you know, because they have to send the gun off to see if it's even the gun that was used in the shooting. Right, but you don't just let him go until you know. No, they had to let him go. That's dumb. It doesn't actually say that they let him go, but they had to have let him go, because by the time the evidence comes back proving that the gun was used in the shootings, he's gone. Hmm. So they had to have let him go. Um, He's eventually found in Mississippi on August 28th, 2020. Mm-hmm. More evidence is found on his phone. He had a video on his phone of himself waving the gun around that he used in the shooting. Of course he does. The video was from November of 2019, four months prior to the shooting. Oh, wow. (laughs) Well, that makes it pretty easy. (laughs) As of December 2020... He had pled not guilty to capital murder and is being held pending trial. I assume because of COVID, everything mm-hmm. is still running slow. Because that was like in the the epitome of COVID, right? Yeah. But he's still he's being held pending trial. Yeah. And he he's still he's still going with the not guilty. That sucks because you'll never know why. The why. I mean, he could tell him. He can't tell him because he's saying he's not guilty. That's true. Well, he may change his plea. Maybe they'll give him a deal. So, Specialist Freddie De La Cruz Jr. was laid to rest in Georgia. That shooting happened on March 14th. This one happened on March 23rd. Mm, nine days later. Yeah, so Michael Stephen Wardrobe had... He graduated high school a year early and joined the military in 2015. Hmm. On March 23rd, 2020, at around 11 p.m., officers were called out to a shooting at Dustin Court. Upon arrival, they found Michael lying in front of a residence with multiple gunshot wounds. Hmm. Like he's in the road, just... But it's like a residential area. Right. And he's just so they call nine one one. The call to nine one one had come in from a guy named Javino Jamel Roy. Javino. Yeah. He was also a specialist in the military. He calls him. He says that he shot his friend and oh. told them where Michael was and that he was in the car waiting for him to get there. So he shot his friend. That's what he said. They get there. Michael's pronounced dead at the scene. Medical examiner would later reveal that there were five gunshot wounds, one on the back of his head and the Mm -hmm. rest in his neck and torso. Apparently, the two soldiers had been in a battle for quite some time. Some reports even say that it involved Havino's wife. 
When you say a battle. Yeah. Like they were like they were not friends. More frenemies. They were beefing. Yeah, all the time though. Okay. Like like Havino had threatened Michael with a gun numerous times. He like busted out the windows in his car. Wow. Yeah, so like this was an ongoing thing between the two of them. So to say I shot my friend was a bit of a stretch. Yeah. Hmm. According to the Bell County inmate log, Havino's charged with murder and being held on a... F- I'm sorry, the dogs interrupted me. I didn't hear Um, it. He's being held on a $500,000 bond. Hmm. Some of the news reports will say a million dollar bond, but oh no, no, I will correct you. The Bell County inmate log says $500,000 bond. (laughs) There you go. Michael had been medically discharged from the army a week before the shooting. Really? Yeah. What, What was his issue? He, I don't know. He was medically discharged. Hmm. I mean, it's weird that... Was there Were there police reports and all that on all the other stuff? Yes. No, not... Okay, so the windows, yes. And they had the, he had to have those replaced. But not the threats and all that kind of stuff, because that happened, that happened on base. Hmm. So if there were police reports, the police reports would be with military police. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Interesting. All right. Uh, so that was on Mar in March of 2020. On April 22nd, 2020, Vanessa Guillen goes missing. Yep. We all know who that is. Yes, we do know who that is. She was last seen at around 1 p.m. in the parking lot of her unit. And a background on Vanessa: she was born. September 30th, 1999, in Houston, Texas. She joined the Army a few weeks after her 18th birthday in June of 2018. She was assigned South Carolina, then Virginia, where she she trained in small arms and artillery repair, and finally sent to Fort Hood in December. Mm-hmm. So, the day she went missing, she had been called in on her day off, to help with servicing one of the weapons. Aaron Robinson, who was also working in the armory, said that she had come in and should have been headed to the motor pool to drop off paperwork for the weapon that she serviced. Hmm. Um, but motor pool said she never showed up. Yeah. Vanessa's family drove to Fort Hood the same day when she had not called anyone or talked to anyone. And they were... I mean, they just... It was like immediate, like something's wrong. And so they immediately drove from Houston to Fort Hood. They weren't able to meet with anyone when they got there because it was like in the middle of the night. So they had to wait till the next morning. So obviously the first thing they do is try to call her cell again. They can't get a hold of her. They go check her barracks. She's not there. They check the unit area that she was had, you know, she would be working in. She wasn't there. And then she's officially reported missing on April 23rd. So it would be the next day after the last time she's seen. Right. And so from there, military personnel and military police began searching for her. If, if you remember, this was everywhere. Mm Mm-hmm. 
Like, it's not... At the time, and... I mean, forgive me for this, but... I don't really pay attention to the news a whole lot. Right. But at the time, I was under the impression that she had been missing for a ridiculously long amount of time and nobody was doing anything about it. And that's why her family drove down and that's why everybody was making such a big deal about it because nobody had done anything. Right. It feels like they had suspicions something was going to happen. The family? The family had suspicions something was going to happen long before it actually happened. Because the way they... The way they moved forward with everything, it's almost like they expected it. So, uh, her family says that Vanessa had... So, she was, like, super happy-go-lucky. She loved being in the military. Mm -hmm. And then when she was sent to Fort Hood, her attitude completely changed. And she told her, her mom that she could not wait to get out of the military. She was done. Um, she said that she was being sex- sexually harassed on a regular basis by people that outranked her and, hmm. but she would never, she would never give names. To, we'll get into that a little bit more, but when they had not heard from her, they immediately panicked. Right. And, and rightfully so. But like I said, I was under the impression when all this was going on that nobody was doing anything and she had been missing for a long time. No, she was missing for a day. Right. So, I'm not saying that. I'm not. I'm not trying to discredit her family or anything like that. I'm not saying that. But the military stepped up and they started looking for her almost immediately. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you don't hear about that very often. Right. They. They did. They. I mean, and Texas EquiSearch was called in. I mean, they started looking for her. Literally the day that she was reported missing. Yeah. So that's that's happening there. Keep that in the, the back of your mind. Meanwhile, on May 18th, 2020, the body of Army Private First Class Brandon Rosecrans, Rosecrans, whatever, um, not whatever, I don't know how to pronounce it, I apologize, <laughs> was discovered with gunshot wounds... And his Jeep was found three miles away, engulfed in flames. Mm. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. Brandon was born May 22nd, 1992 and had joined the Army in May of 2018 as a quartermaster and chemical equipment repairer. Okay. I mean, it could be anything, but... Yeah. I mean, you know, there's so much... You gotta think, it's... Fort Hood is a is a it's a it's a city, right? So there's all kinds of jobs anyway. So I'm sure they've got, you know. Well, he wasn't sent to Fort Hood until November of 2018. Mm-hmm. 
All right, so on May 18th, 2020, at 10.15 a.m., officers were called out to Fuller Lane and Harker Heights, saying that there was a body on the side of the road. Mm. Harker Heights is just east of Colleen, by the way. Right. When they arrive, they find Brandon's body, and he had been shot four times. Mm. Just a few minutes after that, firefighters respond to a vehicle fire just down the road. Um, police determine that it's Brandon's Jeep. Yep. So an investigation is open into the possible murder of Brandon Rosecrans. So that's that's happening. Okay, keep mm-hmm. that in the back of your mind. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, on June 19th, 2020, while in the process of looking for Vanessa, search teams discover the remains of missing soldier Private Gregory Weedle Morales. So, remains were found in a field in Colleen, just over 10 miles from Stillhouse Hollow Lake, 5 miles from Fort Hood. Hmm. So, not on the base. Technically, no. Gregory was born January 19, 1996, in Oklahoma. He joined the military in May of 2015. After serving in Korea and then Kuwait, he was assigned to Fort Hood. In August of 2019, his family says he went missing, but the army labeled him as a deserter. Wow. His family spoke to him on August 19th, and he had gone to a club and hung out with some friends, and the next day he just disappeared. Hmm. So whoever the family spoke with from the base, I don't know who it was, all they really told them was that he was an adult. And they had no reason to believe he wasn't just AWOL. Wow. So the complete opposite of what they did with Guillen. Right. Uh, What I find strange is that Gregory's sister-in-law was looking on Carfax and found his car. What? Like, way into 2020. His 2018 Kia Rio was sold at an auction in Dallas. Well, I mean, that an abandoned car is going to get towed by the city. So the family contacted the base and they were like, hey, we found his car. It, it was sold in auction. Mm-hmm. They said, oh, yeah, we found the car back in January. So they said it. OK, I got you. So they said he was a deserter, but they found his car on the base. Didn't tell the family and put it in an auction in Dallas. Wow. So, in June of 2020, his remains are found, and the most recent statement about the investigation is, quote, The Colleen Police Department can confirm that foul play is suspected in the death of Private Gregory Morales. Since the investigation is ongoing, we are not going to release any other information at this time. When appropriate, we will release information as it becomes available. End quote. Wow. So Gregory's family received no compensation, and he did not receive a proper military burial. At the time of burial, the army said they are awaiting autopsy results, and they won't clear his deserter status unless he had been dead for 10 months. Mm. 
so okay so basically what that means like so like the autopsy would have to prove that he had been dead the entire time he was gone otherwise he's still considered a deserter from the time he disappeared to the time he's considered deceased wow does that make sense I mean, that's ridiculous, though. The family had to put together a GoFundMe to have his remains shipped back to Oklahoma. The army wouldn't pay for it. Yeah, because he's a deserter. Because he's considered a deserter. Right. I mean, I could see how they'd do that just to save money. However, as of today, Gregory is no longer listed on the army's list of deserters. Hmm. He was finally laid to rest at Fort Gibson National Cemetery with full honors. Mm. So, they were wrong. But, like I said, they still haven't released what they know has happened to him or whatever. On June 30th, 2020, there were some guys working on a fence between Colleen and Temple when they find human remains. Turns out, it's Vanessa. Mm. So, when word got out that they found remains, a woman by the name of Cicely Aguilar comes forward to law enforcement to let them know what she knows. Because, obviously, she's getting scared. Mm -hmm. Uh, Cicely is Aaron's girlfriend, whom investigators had already interviewed numerous times. There were some issues with their stories, and cell phone correspondence. But other than that, they didn't really have a whole lot of, like, to hold them on them. Like, they had suspicions this whole time, but right. they didn't really have a whole lot to hold them. Right. But I guess Cicely got scared when they found the remains. So she's like, I will tell you everything. So she does. Late that night, June 30th, going into the morning of July 1st, Aaron, he fled. He he runs away. Mm-hmm. Since he was he was actually being held at the base, but since the guards aren't armed at the base, as we've learned, right. uh, he just runs off. <laughs> uh, so Colleen police found him with like very shortly later, like he didn't get very far, and attempted to apprehend him. However, they were unsuccessful. And Aaron pulled out a handgun and shot himself. Jeez. There are rumors that witnesses heard... Listen. I'm going to stress this. There, These are just rumors. Mm-hmm. And this is not official from the Army or in for law enforcement in any way. These are just rumors. Witnesses around the area say that they heard two shots... And that army officials executed him to cover something up. Hmm. But that's just rumors. Yeah. Sicily was taken into custody and charged with 11 counts related to the case. Hmm. She said that Aaron had lured her into the armory and then Aaron lured Vanessa into right. the armory and bludgeoned her. Why? I don't know. I mean, she didn't say why? No. Um, he then stuffed her body in a tough box on wheels and loaded it in his vehicle for transport. 
Mm. So a tough box is, um, I don't know how to explain it. It's like a big, like they keep, it's like a, like an armory box. Like they keep weapons and stuff in it. Yeah. I mean, it's right? a, it's a, like a big Rubbermaid tote. Yeah. It's a super tough box. Mm-hmm. Erin picked Cicely up at the gas station where she worked and drove to a remote location. Obviously between Colleen and Temple. Together, they dismembered her body with a hatchet and a machete before mm. burying the remains. It is said that she was being continuously sexually harassed while at Fort Hood, specifically by a certain sergeant, she mentioned, but she never would tell her family names. She said that uh, she feared for their safety if she gave them too much information. Hmm. So, I want to say I watched a news report where they talked about other soldiers. Other soldiers said that they saw him harass, like specifically Aaron, harassing Vanessa on numerous occasions. Yeah. And. It's probably true. I'm not saying that's not true. But if it's her day off and the person that's constantly harassing her texts her and says, I need you to come in and look at this gun. I don't yeah. know how to do it. Does that make sense? Right. I mean, it. I don't know. I would feel like that wouldn't be the person that's harassing her. Yeah. At the same time. She feels an obligation. Like, that's her job. I don't know. It's important to note. I don't know why it's important to note, but it is. There were no reports made to Army officials about any sexual harassment issues involving Vanessa. Right. All of her... At least I'm gonna, no reports were made public. No, no, no. The Army officials, like, publicly said, we have no reports that she she never reported it to them. Right. She, her, her, Vanessa's testimony was strictly to her family. Well, and she told them on numerous occasions that she can't say too much because she fears for her life. She fears for her safety. Right. And her mom specifically, there's a, an interview her mom does. And her mom said, I told her to go tell them. And she said, I can't. Mm. Because like I said, these people outranked her. Right. And you never know who's involved in all that kind of thing either. Right. We talked on the first episode, or part one, about the guy that was head of the sexual harassment mm -hmm. thing. And he ended up, he was pimping soldiers mm -hmm. out. On one hand, I don't blame her for not reporting it because I understand her fear. Right. At the same time, all it takes is that one report to go through and hit the right person to stop all of it. But at the same time, all it takes is that one report to go through and hit the wrong person to cause serious problems. And who I knows, agree. that could have been what happened. This could have been a, a hit because she tried to report something. Absolutely. And, I fully agree with you. Yeah. You know, one of those she knows too much type of things? Yeah. I mean... Yeah. So, side note, there have been several... Accusations over the years by other female soldiers. Yeah. Vanessa technically had never made a formal complaint, but others have. Mm -hmm. Like, so it's not like her uh, testimony is unwarranted. Like, 
she is not the only person saying this. Right. As of January 2022, Sicily is still being held pending trial. There are several memorials around the nation in honor of Vanessa Guillen, even creating the phrase, I am Vanessa Guillen, attracting 12,000 female soldiers to come forward about the abuse that they suffered. Hmm. There was a private service held for her in Houston. Uh, There was American flags lining the streets outside of Holy Name Catholic Church. There were several people in attendance, including the mayor and a congresswoman. You can actually watch the videos of people waiting outside, and they, like they, they have her come in in a horse-drawn carriage that it's carrying her custom casket, hmm. uh, and she, they take her around the high school where she graduated. Wow. I never watched it before. I don't, when I was researching this, and I watched it, and I was like, wow. Like it just hits different. I mean, it's sad though because they do all that. And it's still not really solved. Sure, they found the people that did it, but were they really the people that did it? But the thing is, like, okay, so he's the one who killed her. They're never going to know who all abused her. Or why she was killed. Or what type of, you know. Yeah. Who knows? I mean, I don't know. And I think uh, military funerals and military like I don't know it it hits different yeah like just like the respect just hits different I guess right so uh Vanessa's laid to rest at Forest Park Lawndale Funeral Home in Houston Hmm. so okay so her remains were found in June then in July private Mayhor Morta was found dead at Stillhouse Hollow Lake. So Stillhouse Hollow Lake is between Colleen and Temple on the Lampasas River. Right. So that's two two bodies they found there now. Shh. No, no. The other guy, um, he was just found near there. Okay. But this one, he was found at the lake. Okay. He was born nineteen in 1994 and was a native to the Philippines, but grew up in Florida. He had joined the Army in September of 2019 as a Bradley Fighting Vehicle Mechanic and was assigned to Fort Hood in May of 2020. So he had just got there, and he got there in the thick of it. Mm-hmm. On July 16th, he did not report for duty, which initiated a search. On July 17th, a fisherman at the lake called 911 to report what looked like a body at the base of a dam. Mm. And, of course, it was him. Private Mayor? Mayor. Yeah. Autopsy would reveal his cause of death to be drowning. Hmm. The most recent update I could find was that his death is under investigation. Mayor? Mayor. Spell it. M E J H O R. Mage whore? Mage whore. Ma- Mage no. whore. I think Mage whore is about probably right. Mage whore? Um, anyway. He's from the Philippines, right? Yeah. Yeah, so I mean. It's or, a well, little... originally, yeah. He was laid to rest at St. Mary's Cemetery in Florida. And they. So they don't 
So they they didn't find anything on his body. No, as as of today. Wow. It just says that his death is under investigation. Mm. Keep in mind, all of this stuff is happening in 2020. Right. So we're just in, we're just in May, right? June. We are in July. Close. But I'm saying, like, all this happened in 2020, right. so technically, everybody's supposed to be on lockdown during this time. Right. So then, on August 2nd, another soldier died in the same area on the lake. Specialist Francisco Gilberto Hernandez Vargas. Yeah. Was born in 1996 and was from New York. He joined the Army in May of 2017 as an automatic rifleman and was assigned to Fort Hood in December of 2017. His body was recovered from a boating accident close to the dam where his fellow soldier was found. Hmm. Witnesses say that he went underwater while being pulled on an inner tube. His official cause of death is drowning, but the case, this case's most recent reports say... His death is also still under investigation. Huh. So, again, were we the only people actually on lockdown? Or <laughs> We need to find out that? who was driving that boat when he was being pulled. Well, I mean, they, they, I mean, they told him what happened. I don't know why it's still under investigation, but um, yeah. they said that he, he was, they were pulling him on the inner tube, and his, his tube flipped, and... It stayed flipped for a while, and when they stopped and they flipped it back over, he was gone. And when they finally found him... That's not a thing, though. I don't know. I mean, anybody that's ever rode a tube knows it's not... I rode, I rode a tube or two. Yeah, a tube or two. In my day. Uh, So a few days after that, a man is arrested in connection with the shooting of Brandon Rosecrans. Yep. So we, we talked about Brandon being found shot and his Jeep was in flames down the road, right? Mm-hmm. So Brandon Olivares is arrested on August 6th, 2020 and charged with murder. Since they're both Brandon, I'm going to call the one that's accused of murder Bo. I'm going to call him Bo. Oh, that's weird. Because Brandon Olivares, B-O, Bo, I'm going to call him Bo. <laughs> okay. Apparently... Cell phone tower ping shows that Bo and Brandon were traveling together in Brandon's Jeep along with Bo's girlfriend, Estralita. Wow. You can't make this stuff up. I mean, they can tell that they were traveling together? I guess they can if you're talking... Their cell phones were pinging the same towers at the same time. Okay, that makes sense. Investigators believe that Bo shot Brandon four times while in the Jeep and then pulled him out and left him on the ground. Mm. Bo then texted one of Brandon's friends on Brandon's phone asking for gas money. Wow. That person sent $10 through Cash App. What? Uh huh. Then Bo and Estralita used that money to buy the gas to burn Brandon's Jeep. Holy shit. That's extreme. <laughs> yeah. Investigators are also able to pull surveillance that shows the three of them together in the area where Brandon's body was found. Wow. Fortunately for authorities, 
they didn't have to go far to find Bo. He was already in Bell County Jail being held on unrelated charges. Of course he is. Yeah, something like possession of a firearm by a felon. Because mm. he's already a felon. Yep. And he was in possession of a firearm because he shot Brandon. I mean, anybody that's willing to ask the guy he just killed's friend for $10 so he can burn the guy. I mean, he and then didn't. use he didn't the, burn him. He just burnt the jeep. Well, to burn the jeep, but yeah. he's obviously broke, right? Right. So he's so broke that he has to borrow money from the guy he just killed's friend to burn the jeep, and he actually uses that money yep. for the gas yep. to burn the jeep. That is, that's a new type of dedication to. Criminality. Cr- <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. So um, he tells authorities about some story about how he was in, he went to San Antonio and Brandon left him there, so they weren't with him when he was shot, so it had to be someone else. Of course. Like I said, authorities have him on video, all t- all three of them, mm-hmm. in the location that he was shot. Mm. Close to the time that he was shot. So, Bo and Estrelita are being held pending trial. I wonder what the motive could be there, because it obviously it wasn't it wasn't theft, it wasn't robbery. It wasn't like they wanted his jeep. I don't know. <laughs> it's weird. Uh, so Brandon Rosecrans was laid to rest at Philibert Cemetery in Missouri. <laughs> Fort Hood loses another soldier. Sergeant Bradley Moore, he was born on October 13, 1983 in Indiana. On August 13, 2020, Bradley died while conducting land navigation training. I feel like we've heard this before. <laughs> Not the same person. Right. <laughs> but yes, in part one, we talked at length about an incident where someone died doing a land navigation training at Fort Hood. As of today, the most recent update, according to the Texas Military Department website, his death is under investigation and his cause of death is undetermined at this time. Wow. Vanity Fair did a whole article about the mysteries of Fort Hood, and in it, they discuss Bradley's death and how his wife had been denied access to his belongings and even his body. Mm. But a congresswoman spoke to them on her behalf and had the body released to the family for burial. It's so ridiculous that it takes a congresswoman to get that done. I don't know how much truth is in that, but if his death is still under investigation, I don't doubt it. Yeah, but once you do an autopsy, what else are you going to do, really? But why were they holding it? But that's what I'm saying. And why is it still under investigation? So, like, they haven't even told her what happened. Like, she doesn't even know. Yeah. When I say that he's she's been denied access to his belongings, like, all the stuff in his barracks, like, his cell phone, mm-hmm. all that stuff, they won't give it to her. Wow. It's part of the investigation. Hmm. And I just feel like that's rude. Sergeant Bradley Moore was laid to rest with full military honors at Restlin Funeral Home and Cemetery in Dallas. Hmm. On August 19th, 2020, 
Sergeant Edler Fernandez was reported missing. Uh, sorry, Elder Fernandez. Elder is from Massachusetts and was 23 years old at the time of his disappearance. He was last seen on August 17th when he was dropped off at his house in Colleen. The media went nuts posting pictures of him everywhere. So I don't remember. This is so sad. I remember seeing his picture on the news. Yeah. Because I remember thinking, another soldier? Mm-hmm. And that was just two. So we're completely unaware of all this other stuff that's happening. Anyway, so they're posting pictures of him everywhere and issuing missing soldier alerts. CNN reported that he was a victim of sexual assault and there was currently an investigation open. Allegedly, he had just been released from the hospital, but that information was never confirmed. But he was listed as a missing high-risk soldier. Mm. On August 25th, 2020 at around 5 30 p.m a body is found near railroad tracks uh on south on south 49th street hanging from a tree oh yeah i do remember that elder's backpack was with the body and inside they found his driver's license it was later determined that it was him and his death is suspected to be a suicide News reports say that his sexual abuse allegations had recently been, quote, found to be unsubstantiated, end quote. Of course. This is where things get odd. So, he he was stationed in Germany at one point, mm-hmm. and he sent a video uh, to his loved ones saying that he was on his way to Romania, and they had been in the car for 22 hours, but then... So, like, he's saying this in this video, but then all of a sudden he's sent to Fort Hood. Hmm. And apparently, shortly before he went missing, he had gone AWOL, but was hospitalized after he returned. Hmm. The family's concerned because they have no idea what happened to him, or if they even buried him. What? He was delivered to the family in a casket and were given strict instructions not to open it. Of course. Listen, this is this is how my would get shot. If you tell me not to do it, I'm going to mm-hmm. do it. If you say, do not open the casket, I'm going to open it. Mm. Yeah, so how did they know it was him? Either that or I'm going to tell Cassie to open it. <laughs> <laughs> um, They don't. Mm. They um they had full on had services buried him never opened it. Wow, I mean was the I guess the military was there when all this was going down so it's not like probably. You could... oh, I don't care. I would. Open I mean it. I'm yeah. I would open it. I would make sure there is a ton of people around me and I would open it. Why the hell would you say that though? I don't know. Elder was laid to rest in Massachusetts. These are we've gone over how many. How many different? I don't know. I've lost count. And these are just a few mm-hmm. in 2020. In total, at least 39 soldiers died or went missing in connection to Fort Hood in 2020 alone. That includes 13 reported as suicide, five homicides, and at least five homicides, and 11 deaths remain unsolved. Mm. Well, the only thing I could say is there's some of those. That can be chalked up to, I mean, it's just going to happen when you have that many people together in one space. No, I mean, I know, I, I know I went over some, 
some ones obviously that can't be controlled car accidents and stuff like that well i'm looking right here so they're saying fort hood has a population of 23,508 right is that right well we talked about it in the first episode right uh, or i mean the first part uh it's yeah it's i mean it's a lot but they consider Colleen most of it to be remember we talked about the map that's why i spent so much time talking about how how much space fort hood expands out to because their county population anything within those gates well those gates go out pretty freaking far true so but just to do just to do a little bit of quick like looking up here so houston has 2.31 million people as of 2019 so now is okay so what our two largest cities are houston and dallas right right so okay so which one's bigger houston okay well houston's larger by area okay i don't know let's see dallas population yeah dallas 1.3 million okay so 2.3 million people in houston 400 murders in 2020 yeah. Versus 23,500, and you said 39? Well, there, those aren't all murders. Well, it's murders, missing people, right? It's died died or missing. So there's there's 13 suicides. Right. But here's, here's, here's the thing. This is people that have died or gone missing in relation to Fort Hood mm-hmm. that... Are, so we have suicides, homicides, and unresolved. That's a high number. Well, and I guess what I was kind of getting at was even let's let's say half of that was murders, right? Okay. Let's say twenty people got murdered, right? And that's okay. that's one in a thousand. I mean, that's that's a lot. Yeah. That's really bad. I don't know. That's uh I think I think what makes it worse in my mind is this is supposed to be a military right. base. This is supposed to be it's supposed a, to be if there's a safe place out there it's supposed to be there. I right. Mean, like you, would think you have would to show spot. every form of identification in the world mm-hmm. just to drive into it. I mean, granted, a lot of I'm sure a lot of this stuff happens outside of the base in Colleen and surrounding areas but still mm-hmm. like there are people that live in Colleen or temple or copper's cove or harker heights where whatever they live in this area with people in military uniform walking around them on a regular basis yep and there that that in and of itself is supposed to make us as an american feel safe our own soldiers are not even safe. Right. Hmm. So it it's a lot. Yeah. It's crazy stuff. So that's why we're not going to go past 2020 because there's just so much all the time. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So that's all I have on this one. On to the next. Keep going.